Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon, America. This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we have um, got an interesting show today. It begins with the fact that I think we've lost our sense of humor. Ah! I know the Democrats did a long, long time ago, probably back when they were supporting slavery. But uh, to see my good, good friends, Steve Bannon and Steve Cortez and and Sebastian, I mean, there there can't be three people I admire more than the three of them. I mean that on a personal basis, on a political basis. Oh, gutsy guys. They know what they believe in. Great common sense. They got all upset with President Trump, you know, doing that card where he was Superman and then taking on taking on uh, high tech. I agree, I, agree, I agree with them on the major premise. The president, and I'm going to say this straight out, the president is surrounded by, uh, has been for quite some time, including the last couple of months of his campaign, which is part of the problem I faced when I came in to try to straighten things out, <laughs> which I get blamed for, but in any event, uh, by uh, really uh, people that are not big league equality, not minor league quality, not prospects for baseball, <laughs> uh, the um, mistakes, the sucking up, the telling him what the, what he wants to hear, the, the total lack of imagination, the laziness, and then the lying that they do, and then the selling of him, selling out that they do of him behind his back. It's tra- tragic. And uh, right now, if there's a, a vulnerability for the president, it's that. It's the people he is surrounded by, uh, some of whom I, I, I know uh, who I befriended at times personally lied about me in ways that I, I know and they know. And I don't uh, – these are people I'd never work with again. They're untrustworthy. However, I do think, Steve – and Sebastian and Steve, come on, it was a joke. Was it a was it a stupid joke? Yeah, probably. Put out he put out a uh, he put out a card of him. That, I, I didn't even I didn't even pay much attention to this. He put out a card of him. Uh, I have a big announcement tomorrow. Great big announcement. You know, he always has big announcements. Uh, if you start, if, if I put a tuxedo on every time he had a big announcement, I have to have about fifty tuxedos. And the big announcement, big announcement, big announcement. Now he's got a big announcement. You know, he doesn't use huge anymore, right? It used to be huge. I got a huge announcement, huge. That's when we know he's going to make a big one. He says, I have a huge announcement. And then he, 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 the announcement looks like it's, it's going to be his new NFT card with him as Superman, which is stupid, but okay. It's not pornographic it's not dirty it's not suggestive it's not any of the things democrats do it's not harmful to the uh, it doesn't have children doubting their sexuality doesn't do all the damage democrats do day in and day out and then he announces something rather serious he's going to go to war with big tech uh, like uh, america has to so let's give him a break all right he's not a candidate yet Every single thing he does, you know, it's the end of his campaign. I'll never support him. I can't. I, uh, 
He hasn't done anything actually even wrong. Has he done a few silly things? If you, you might want to look at it that way. I don't particularly because I myself have a sense of humor, and also you might say I do silly things. Uh, but if I didn't, I'd probably not be able to put up with the garbage I put up with all the time. I do it because I got a great sense of humor. So I'm going to see if I can reach him later and see if I can calm him down a little about our pal. I mean, after all, he was the greatest president in our lifetime, with the possible exception of Ronald Reagan. And I think Steve would argue that with me. Steve would say to me, uh, Trump was better than Reagan. I might I might call it a draw because of my great affection for President Reagan. I work for him and, and I hero worship him, whereas Donald is more of a contemporary, but it comes pretty close to hero worship with him, too. He did so much as president. Then when you look at where we are right now, you say, please give him back to us. Please, 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 please. Uh, Schumer is Schumer is uh, going to pass another piece of trying to pass another piece of really, really important legislation. I mean, man, we got a majority leader. This guy is going to reform America. He's pushing for the cannabis banking bill. <laughs> what? The cannabis banking bill. Yeah, this is so. There's enough money so that every kid in America can be high and at about four years old start destroying their brain. We don't have enough destroyed brains in this country. We're going to start destroying more of them earlier and more often. Thank you, Chuck Schumer, for being a jackass. Oh, by the way, I'm surprised you put this out. You always put your stuff out on Sunday because otherwise nobody will cover you. Yeah, you know that. They only only cover you on Sunday because there's nothing else to do. Also, when going for the microphone here to announce the cannabis banking bill, did you knock anybody over? Because I'm looking for some cases once they suspend me. I'll, maybe I'll do a push and fall case against Chuck Schumer. We'll do a class action. All those people who have been seriously injured by standing in the way of a microphone and Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if we got a Democrat judge, we'd probably do okay because everybody hates you for that, Chuck. They just don't want to tell you because you're so powerful. You are a powerful, and that's true. You are a powerful guy. You really are. Chuck, you're powerful. And I'll tell you, you get that cannabis banking bill passed to change the whole country. This will be like this will be like uh, the Emancipation Proclamation or, or De- oh, no, come on, Declaration of Independence. You're such a great senator, Chuck. Yeah, it's not your fault that more people are leaving your state than any state in the country. You have no responsibility for that, right? Or that some of the cities in New York are setting records for homicide while you're senator. You got no responsibility for that, right? Or that New York City spends more money than the entire state of Florida and the entire state of New York spends twice as much money as the state of Florida. That's not your fault, Chuck. Nor, nor is the crime wave in New York your fault, uh, nor are you doing anything about it. I mean, you're just sitting by and let Adams tell us it's in our mind and Hochul tell us it's caused by the Democrats. So a father was shot in a Manhattan deli yesterday. The daughter was unharmed. That was probably caused by Republicans. There was a, a nine, nine-year-old girl, a two-year-old girl who died of a homeless, a homeless shelter of a drug overdose that one, uh, let's call it a 50-50, we pin that one on on uh, fentanyl, huh? And who's, who's letting fentanyl come into this country? Your president is doing that. Had uh, Trump reduced it, you're damn right. And his last year, he did quite a bit. 
Uh, did they abandon those policies along with every other one? Yes, they did. Letitia James looks like she might have a major cover-up going on of sexual harassment while she was investigating while she was investigating Andrew Cuomo for lesser charges of sexual harassment. But that's typical. One of the characteristics now you could put right near the top, you know, if you want to identify Republican, Democrat, look for a really, really solid hypocrite, and you've probably got a Democrat. And uh, Biden is again blocked from doing away with the Remain in Mexico policy. Because they, they, the judges living there know what's going to happen when you do away with it. A lot more people will come in. A lot more people will stay. And they'll be sent to your community where Adams is now asking for a billion dollars more to take care of the 12 illegals that he got. I think he got about twenty or 30,000. What's the arithmetic on that? A billion dollars for 30,000. Is he going to uh, uh, share that with him or with one of those uh, homeless guys that's a crook that he's a pal with? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of money for, the, for, for these people. They are getting treated much, much better than our veteran homeless and homeless in general. The idea here is you should leave the country, come back and apply for homelessness, and you'll be treated like a king. You'll be treated just fine. And you'll even get health care. Just does require getting out of the country for a couple of days, but... Or maybe maybe you could pretend that you came in illegally. When you get arrested, you could just get a nice name of a border place and say you came in there and you were beaten up because you were different and that you are that you are in fact within the protected princely classes. California's largest uh, fifth largest county is seceding. Reminds me of when. Staten Island voted to secede. You know when they voted to secede? The year I became mayor. You know when they decided not to secede? A few weeks after I was mayor. Because I was actually a good mayor, unlike this one. We got off to a good start, this rather than a disaster start. We didn't take the city and immediately make it more dangerous than our predecessor had made it. Adams has done that, although... He does a great job of snookering the press with uh, what he's done. He's been in office long enough now that we should be getting results, and we are. Uh, uh, the city is considerably more expensive. We've lost more population than any place in America. Probably the most damning to his mayoralty is that people want to get the hell out of New York because he's not exercising any leadership. And this is a city where you can do that. And unfortunately, we can't elect Republicans. But if you look at cities run by Democrats, they're all a disaster. You can make a pretty good case. In fact, I'm asking for someone to name me a a really effective reform Democrat mayor. In other words, a mayor who took over a city and changed it and made it better. I happen to have one in my back pocket that I know, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. But beyond that, I don't have I. I have two back pockets, and I only have one. You want to give me another one? I bet you don't even get mine. But I keep up with cities. Rona McDaniel is in a fight for her life to head the Republican Party based on her great record of basically losing the Senate that she could have won. 
that's okay. Rona lost the presidency too. What the heck? Look, we didn't penalize her for losing the presidency. Why should we penalize her for losing the Senate? I mean, just just the mere fact she doesn't know what she's doing shouldn't be any bar. She's after all, she's acceptable to McConnell and all those others who who uh, McConnell McConnell. You see, McConnell and Schumer are are are, are cut from the same cloth. Uh, Schumer would prefer to have the Democrats lose and his holding on to the title minority leader, although he much prefers being, you know what Chuck Schumer is, right? Everybody in his neighborhood knows Chuck Schumer is the majority leader of the United States Senate. I am the majority leader of the United States Senate here. The guy, all the kids in high school used to kick around and call a jerk. I am the majority leader of the United States Senate. We'll be right back after this message. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And um, we're just thinking how Joe Biden is working so he's working so hard. He is entitled to his Christmas break. Do you know, do you know, do you know that he actually had to work a few more days than he was on vacation this year? Did you know that? He had f- something like 80-something vacation days. And he worked like, he worked several more days than that. He did. No wonder he looks tired all the time. They just work that guy too, too much. You know, I wonder I wonder when he signs the bills. You know how he gets the names confused between his wife and his sister and his secretary of, of, of defense? And he'll call him over and say, hey, come here. And it's the secretary of the interior, you know. I wonder if he gets, gets it wrong in, in, at home. We have, I don't think I'll ever be invited, but if you get invited, uh, you let me know, okay? You let me know if he remembers your name. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I do think there are two people that are feasting on it, though, that are feasting on his uh, weakness and his uh, mistakes, and that's Putin and Z. They've taken full advantage of it by pushing their negotiations as far as they really can handle. And I think you're going to see over the next couple of weeks them push it, push it to even more of an advantage. This is the uh, weakest we've been strategically because we don't have a leader uh, in a long, long time. He has no goal or no realistic, sensible plan as to how we, how we, how we lead the world. We don't. We follow. We wait until what everybody else says, and then we, we kind of go along. We're creating an economy like that. We're creating a European socialist economy. All he's worried about is getting the money to do it instead of trying to pass an economy that's an example to the world, as our forefathers, the ones whose statues he's taking down, uh, taught, taught us. Now, this year I have previewed it. Next year I'm coming at it with a lot. 
We've got to change the name of the Democrat Party. I'm sorry, if we're going to change the name of certain political figures, their last names, because they had some association with slavery, their association being they had a friend whose father's 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 father was a, was a landowner and had slaves. We, we have the political party that invented slavery, that fought for slavery, that caused the death of over half a million Americans over slavery. That's the Democrat Party of the United States, the party of slavery. Change the name, boys. Come on, girls. Didn't even occur to you that if we're going to change, you know, we're going to change the name of, uh, oh, the Jefferson High School to to um, name it after the kid who just got arrested and killed two cops or something, you know, just as a stark reminder that you shouldn't do that. It's important. It's important that, that, that our young people are drawn to and they see highways and buildings and roads and they say, who, who, who is John McCormick or who is uh, uh, Gerald Ford or who is whoever? It'd be better if they didn't ask, well, who's <laughs> John? He's the guy who got us into the Vietnam War and didn't know we were there. Yeah. Um, so... The Biden administration, <laughs> can't even read this, <laughs> is issuing $1.5 million in grant for woke projects. Now, how do you... Ted is here with me. I'm going to ask Ted to think over the break here now. How can we apply... You call me. Call me with a woke project and I'll represent you, okay? This is Rudy Giuliani. We'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to work on our application for some of this $1.5 billion that that, um, that uh, Nitwit has just given away. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Well, this is Rudy Giuliani back uh, again, and I see we are loaded with calls today. Must be everybody's in because of the bad weather. And, you know, I want to know if you I, – I, and look, this is somebody who had to pick up snow. Of the many things I could I could have is a Ph.D. in snow removal. I learned it because my uh, chief deputy mayor, my campaign manager, and my best friend, Peter Powers, told me, he said, Rudy, if you lose reelection, you're not doing it like, like Lindsay. You're not doing it because you screwed up the snow. We're going to be the best at picking up snow of anybody. And we started studying it four months before I got in office. I mean, in the middle of June. We're studying snow with Randy Levine and how, how that led to his being president of the Yankees. I got to figure out someday. Randy Levine was top. You know what Randy Levine is very good at that he could make a great living at if the Yankees ever dump him is uh, election security. He secured my second election after we thought the first one we got cheated. Randy and, and Sweeney and Congressman Sweeney took, took over. We gave him a million bucks. You know, if it was a Democrat, we'd have to give them uh, $10 million. They'd use one for uh, security, and they'd give the others to their friends who'd kick it back to whatever well, mind. Let's go to Jimmy, who's going to talk about Afghanistan. And we haven't talked about Afghanistan in a while. And, Jim, I'm sure I'll have a good perspective on this. 
Yes, when President Reagan was in the White House, President Reagan met four or five Afghan tribal leaders. I don't know if you remember the picture of them. I do. I do remember it for a special reason, but go ahead. One of those guys was a friend of mine. And he did some anti-communist work with me about Cuba and China. He he ended up moving here. Well, that guy told me, the, the guy I'm talking about, told me that Gobadan Hekmatyar was KGB. Now, why is that important? Gobadan Hekmatyar started killing rival <laughs> leaders in Afghanistan. He made deals with the communists, and he's uh, wrapped up in all the radical Muslim terror, Gobadan Hekmatyar. Gobadan Hekmatyar got a huge amount of our money from the CIA. So here you had Soviet wow. troops, white men, white yeah, men sure. Russians, taking over the country, but they also had influence and control in the resistance. So now all these years later, who's in charge of Afghanistan? Terrorists working with communist China. So we got pulled in there. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we made, and we also along the way, Biden made a big contribution, right? Yeah, he, the Grom Air Base and eighty-five billion in arms. Biden did a very successful transfer of weapons and technology to the enemy. Victor Bott now might be selling that around the world, continuing his war against America. Also, Nicaragua. Oh. Nicaragua has been oh. communist ever since. Uh, John Kennedy screwed up with Cuba. Oh. Now you got Cuba. You got the whole. I was Latin there America right after. I was there right. Communist. I was in. I was there, Jim, right after. In fact, I was. Right, I was there right after that, and I was there right after the. I was there right after the after the uh, the earthquake. We got stranded there. It was it 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 it, uh, it was communist right. Not the people, the the leadership was selling us out right from the very beginning, taking our money. You know, same thing that Castro did. He did a two year dance, uh, pretended that he was neutral, neutral on my backside. The uh, New York supported him. Yep, yep. Thanks, Jim. So now we'll go to Max. In Manhattan. Man. Yes. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor. Um, I think the safest thing that we could do right now as far as voting would be to have paper ballots. 100 percent, my friend, 100 percent. I think if we, we, that's what we should be pushing. And if I can add something else, if I may? Yes. Okay. What would you think about having the families on your radio station, on your on your show, who have – uh, family members locked up from January 6th. I think that would be a wonderful thing to do around Christmas time. Don't you think so? Very much so. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ask you to do this and I'm going to ask the gentleman here to do this with you. Max, I want you to leave your number. I want you to stay on and leave your telephone number, okay? Can you do that? Yes, I can. And then I'm going to call you back later this afternoon or tomorrow on Saturday, and we'll figure out how to, how, you know, the right way to do this, because it breaks my heart to think of what is happening to them. I I see it as a mini version, but still, in terms of rights, very much like what happened to the Japanese. Uh, uh, okay, thank you, and thank you. Sometimes you get the best ideas from the smartest audience. Thank you, Mr. Dr. Maria and I said this from the first day we did Uncovering the Truth. This is the smartest audience in radio. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, telling you, telling you. And this guy never lets you down. Larry! Hey, Rudy. Okay, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, President Biden, I hate to use that uh, that adjective, that noun. It doesn't but, hurt. Um, yeah, but he, he wanted to investigate Elon Musk. But guess what? Elon Musk should be president. 
instead of because he said the the most incredible thing yesterday. You know, when asked about the Brittany Griner trade, he said, "You don't leave a Marine behind." Oh God, and, yeah. and not, come on, and, yeah. come on, yes, a hundred percent. I'm telling you, the guy gets to me too. I, I I agree with you, and you know, I'm pretty cynical, pretty experienced. I've worked for. Honestly, I work for one president. I work with five, and I was the lawyer for one. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not overwhelmed any longer. First time I saw President Ford, I thought he was nine feet two. You know, you see him on television, and you think, and President Ford was bigger than he looked. But so was so so was Donald Trump, by the way, and and Ronald Reagan. They're a little bigger than they look on television. But Ford really is bigger than he looks. And he, had, he was a football player. got those broad shoulders, too. And when I first saw him, I thought I was looking at a superhero because <laughs> he was president. Uh, but I tell, you, I, I tell you what, I think, I think that um, – I think, I think we'll fo- – how do we follow up? With what? With what you're talking about. Oh, well, what I'll say is, yeah, so he said it follows up. It follows on the heels of a pattern of what he did in Afghanistan. He left Americans behind in Afghanistan, just like he left Paul Whelan behind more than once. He left Americans behind. So this follows a pattern. And I want to say this pattern, I think, creates a situation where we have evidence, I believe, that Biden has committed war crimes. Because those 13 Americans that got blown up, not only the 13 Americans, but Afghan girls have been murdered because they wanted to pursue an education. He left them in a danger zone. He set them up where they were getting an education under our protection. He knew the government was weak and couldn't protect them, and they proved it by running out. So he set these Afghan girls up. They've been blown up and murdered by terrorists. And it's all and, and the same thing with the Americans that were murdered. So it, it, at some you're point, making, he should be... powerful point, Larry. You're making a very be, powerful point. He should be point. tried for war crimes. This is no different than a Nazi guard who doesn't kill anybody. You, you want to make you want to you want to make it a little better case. Uh, the war crimes are being committed uh, probably with guns donated by Joe Biden, with an air base donated by Joe Biden. Remember, he gave up the Bagram Air Base was our air base. A few years ago, we put a billion dollars into it to make it state of the art. It is 400 miles from China. If you didn't have an airbase 400 miles from China, you would give your left you-know-what to have it, right? Just from a statistical point of view. What president gives up to our worst enemy that kind of strategic advantage except one who's been bought by our enemy? follows a pattern that he's that he's following and people are getting killed because of that. But now that those terrorists you're talking about who are doing the slaughtering, they have the advantage of a air base they could never have had in a million years. They're not capable of building an air base like that with arms they would never have in a million years. In many ways, they're better armed than China. Generals have told me they have superior arms to China. Uh, so let's go to. Let's go to Mike. Hello, Rudy. How are you, Mike? I haven't heard from you in a while. Thank you. Well, I've been busy. Good, uh, good. I hope constructive. Yes. Good. Uh, if the mayor asks the president for a billion dollars to take care of the uh, undocumented aliens, where does Sleepy Joe get the billion dollars? 
Well, first of all, is it going to cost a billion dollars for the aliens? He only got has about 12 of them. I mean, a billion dollars should go to Texas. They got all the aliens. He got a few people. And by the way, he invited them here. He's, I mean, if I were Joe, of course, Joe can't think, and I'm negotiating with him. I'd say, Adams, stuff it. You said you were a sanctuary city. You said you wanted all of them here. That presumes you can afford it. You don't invite people to your house and you don't have any food for them. So, you know, the guys I got to worry about are the ones that didn't invite them, that don't have the resources, and don't agree with the fact that we should allow anybody who wants to come into this country to come into this country without checking them out. So, Joe, you, I mean, you're on your own. You should pay for it. But, and also, I'm not doing New York rates. Sorry. Uh, Biden should say, I'm not stupid like, you know, like the people who do business with you and Hochul, who pay two and three times more than it costs anywhere else. And, and I know why you do that, because I made a fortune doing that. You do it because a lot of bribes have got to be paid. You, if we gave a billion dollars for the for the homeless in New York, if if a hundred million got to the homeless, it'd be a lot. Remember Hochul's deal uh, for the uh, for the test for COVID. She paid six hundred million. They only cost three hundred million, and she got a three hundred million dollar campaign contribution from the company. Where did the $300 million campaign contribution of the company come from? It came from the additional amount of money she was giving to the company, and they kicked it back to her. This is why I prosecuted and convicted more people of more significance than any U.S. attorney in history, because I was able to do that in two minutes. Uh, Steve in Central Jersey. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Yes. I want I want to commend you and agree with you for pointing out something. If President Trump, and I, I know he listens, if he has one Achilles heel, he doesn't always make the best personnel choices. And it has come back to haunt him. Uh, I, I, you're right. These people turn on him in the end. Ronna McDaniel is a good example. You know, He endorsed her to be RNC chairman. She's Mitt Romney's niece. I mean, come on. I, I, what, moving forward, let's not dwell on the problem. Maybe let's it's because he's right? not Italian. <laughs> I remember. I remember. That's where I'm going. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but I remember Rance, Paul, uh, Rance uh, Priebus quitting on him. Yeah. I don't I forget. Know. He never would have been my chief of staff. You quit on me, you don't become chief of staff. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Moving forward? Yeah. Okay. It, uh, he needs wartime counselors moving forward. And here, I will float. That he, who should be his VP? I'm talking to him. You, sir, in addition to your credentials, he needs someone like you who knowledgeable, who ha- will have his back and is good at sniffing out the rats. And you run you run as a one-term, you'll be just a one-term vice president, that's it, to serve out his, his term, and that's it. What do you think of that idea? I well, think I, don't wanna, I, don't, I, I don't want to run. I'll tell you what I offered him last time that I would do. He didn't say yes, and he shouldn't. You don't say yes until you win. I said, I'd like to come in for about six months or a year as a special assistant or whatever and clean the place up for you. The way I did when I became mayor, I'm good at that. But I, I had to, maybe I'd, I'd bring a couple of the people that helped me. A few are dead now, unfortunately. But I'd bring a couple of the really good people that helped me who were good at sniffing out the, sniffing out the guys who were in it for themselves. 
and we give you an administration that's in it for you and that's in it with the same dedication you're in it. Because the tragedy of this is that I know people have all their own different views of Trump and get angry at him. The guy in this regard has a pure heart. He's in it for the good of the country. There's nothing else going on there but the good of the country. And uh, and then he gets he gets he get he gets more easily snookered by people. And I'm going to give you another thing, and it's not this is not uncommon among great leaders. He doesn't like to fire people. He's a much he's a much more empathetic human being than he uh, gives out. I'm going to get really deeply psychological on you. Can get really upset with me if I do this. Sometimes people that do have that tendency of being deeply empathetic hide it with this exterior. And I know him well enough to be able to tell you that. But this is a, he's, he, he can be a really fine person, but then it can get him into trouble. Just like all of our strengths can become weaknesses and all our weaknesses can become strengths. And then at that job, it gets exacerbated. And now we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the mayor's final thoughts brought to you by T2T.org, Tunnel to Towers, the organization that's there and that has the back of those men and women in uniform who put their lives at stake for us. Should they die in the line of duty? It's... Frank Silla, who's there with the check to pay the mortgage on the house. If they become incapacitated and unable to, to, to use their limbs and to function normally, it's Frank Silla who's there designing the home, the smart home, so that they can have a maximum degree of security. So make your donation $11 a month. Now, T2T.org, T, the number 2T.org. Well, 37 years ago today and about an hour and a half from now, I was sitting in the United States Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. I was the United States Attorney in the Southern District of New York, and we were in the middle of a case adjourned for Christmas called the United States against the Castellano crime family. There were a whole, whole, whole bunch of bad guys involved. Uh, one of the main witnesses was a, 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 a guy who became a, a witness for the government who was probably the most, uh, we, the, 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 certainly the most weird witness ever put on the witness stand and maybe one of the most truthful. He was a butcher who chopped bodies up for the mob. His name was Vito Arena. And he had given days and days of riveting testimony about how people were killed uh, and uh, their bodies were chopped up. And it was all done under the aegis of Paul Castellano, Tommy Bellotti, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then further down the family. Uh, the judge in the case, uh, Judge Kevin Thomas Duffy, had granted an adjournment for the Christmas holiday possibly a day or two before. And I was sitting there. I, I know the case I was working on. I was working on the Milken case. And there uh, walks in a my secretary and an FBI agent. 
that I was working with. Those are the days in which the FBI liked me, trusted me, and gave me a Lifetime Achievement Award for bringing their most significant cases ever. And he said, uh, 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 Rudy, uh, let me talk to you. Um, I said, it's okay. You know, we, we, we can all assisting U.S. attorneys. So they shot Paulie. I said, they shot Paul Castellano. No, they didn't just shoot him. I think they killed him. I said, where? Outside of Sparks. I said, outside of Sparks? The new one in Midtown? He said, yeah. Said, wow. And I think they took out Bellotti, he said. That was Tommy Bellotti, who was his number two guy. And, yep, indeed they did. They 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 killed they killed him. And um, there isn't a night you go past there. If you stay there for about three or four minutes, you don't see somebody go by and point at where his body was laying right in the street, right outside. And uh, we had to change the case. We had to switch it around. Very interesting thing is the judge in the case, Kevin Thomas Duffy, got into a dispute with the cardinal, which is Cardinal O'Connor about whether uh, Paul should be buried in hollowed ground. And the cardinal stood firm and said, no hollowed ground for a mafia killer. And uh, they tried to get me into that one, and I didn't, because I'm, I'm good at catching criminals and putting them in jail. And some people like the Bidens forgot about that. But the biggest mistake in the world was when somebody brought me the information on Paul on 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 uh, Joe Biden because if somebody else had gotten it, you probably wouldn't have found out about it. In fact, a lot of other people did get it, and you didn't find out about it. So we had to go on, restructure the case, convicted them all, sent them all off for 100 years. And uh, here's the thing that was the most interesting. Later that night after the things had calmed down and they had, either closed up or closed up for the night, the crime scene. Somebody walked in to talk to the waiters to see if they get a little background. They went up to the head waiter and they said, did Paul Castellano have a reservation? The head waiter said, no, Mr. Castellano doesn't have to have a reservation. Not Mr. Castellano. <laughs> get an idea how important he was, huh? This is Rudy Giuliani. God bless America. Don't forget Uncovering the Truth with Dr. Maria on Sunday. And we'll see you on Monday again. God bless America.